The summer break is over. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, but I am back with new experts, new episodes, new interviews, and I am ready to get this podcast season started. So here we go. You're listening to The Terry Holland Show, the podcast for high-performing entrepreneurs ready to take your life and your business to the next level. And if you want to get there faster, go to terryholland.ca. Welcome back. It's been, well, it's been a little while. You know, I didn't fully intend to take the summer off of the podcast, but it kind of happened that way and... I kind of liked the break. I didn't just take a break from the podcast. I really slowed things down over the summer and thoroughly, fully enjoyed summer. You know, I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think that we can't take time off or some something catastrophic will happen. But I really think that if you want to stay fresh, creative, engaged in your business, it requires some time off, some perspective. You know, time to step away and take a fresh look at things with new eyes. Speaking of eyes, so you may, if you're on my Instagram, you might already know this, but I lost my sight for two days while we were on vacation and it was kind of a crazy story. So I'm going to share it with you and I'll tell you what I learned from this very strange experience. So my husband and I, we took a trip. We first trip since pre-pandemic times. And we went to Newfoundland, which if you are familiar with Canada, you will know that I live in Vancouver on the West Coast and Newfoundland is as far east as you can go in Canada. So we traveled all the way east to the farthest side of Canada and um, we went for a wedding, primarily for a wedding, but it's a place we always want to visit. And I will tell you, we fell in love with St. John's Newfoundland. It is stunningly beautiful and just an amazing, wonderful city. I absolutely love it there. I can't wait to go back again. So we spent five days there for a wedding and then we went to Halifax, Nova Scotia for four days, which was also beautiful and amazing. And it was, it was an incredible trip all around, except I lost my sight for the first two days and had to miss the wedding. Crazy story. Here's what happened. We flew, we took an overnight flight and we arrived at our hotel at 9am on a Thursday. So we checked in, got into our room, got freshened up. And then we were meeting everybody who was there for the wedding for a brewery tour. And, you know, I'm, I'm smart enough to know not to wear contacts on the plane, especially for such a long flight, because, um, airplane air is notoriously very dry. So I wore my glasses on the plane, but when we got to the hotel, I put my contacts in. Big mistake. But I didn't know at the time. So we get to the first brewery and things were looking a little hazy. And I'm thinking, well, I knew there were forest fires in Newfoundland and I was thinking it was just the smoke. So everything's looking a little bit hazy and my eyes feel a little bit funny. Like, you know, I can see the haze in the air, but I kept feeling like it was my eyes. And I asked my husband, I said, is it, is it kind of smoky in here? He said, yeah, a little bit. You can see a little smoke. And I was like, okay, okay. So it's not me. It's, it's gotta be the smoke. We went to the second location and now my eyes were getting really hazy. 
Although I didn't know it was my eyes yet. I thought it was still the air. So it was getting really hazy, really smoky. It was getting, it was like a fog had rolled in. And we were at this distillery and I started noticing, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't smell like forest fire smoke. I can't smell smoke, but I'm really struggling to see. And then I became aware that no one else was talking about it. I'm like, why isn't anyone else noticing how smoky it is in here? And why doesn't it smell? And then my eyes started to burn and water. And I thought I was reacting to the smoke in the air. I thought I was having an allergic reaction. So it was, it got so bad, I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. And I told my husband, we need to go back to the hotel. So we left the group. We went back to the hotel. And on the drive back, my eyes like clamped shut. And they were hurting so badly. And anytime I tried to open them, it was like a river of of tears pouring out of them. I could not keep them open. I opened them just enough that I could get my contacts out, thinking maybe my contacts or something wrong with them. And we got to the hotel, got into the room. I put a cool compress in my eyes. Greg went to the pharmacy, got me some allergy eye drops. We were thinking that was the problem, some kind of allergy. And then he was a part of the wedding. So he went on to the rehearsal. I stayed back in the hotel with the cool compress, thinking that it was getting better. And and it did feel like it was getting better at first. So then six o'clock the next morning, I woke up and I could not see a thing. And it was one of the scariest moments of my life that I could not see anything. I could see blurs of color, but that was it. I couldn't make out shapes of anything. I reached over for my phone to pick it up and I couldn't read anything on it. I couldn't identify what the apps were. I couldn't see anything. It was just a blur of color on the screen. So I started to panic. I woke Greg up. I was like, we we need to go to the hospital. I can't see. I've, I'm blind. And my eyes were hurting so badly, burning, struggling to keep them open. So he was like, okay, let's go. And I kept the cool compress pressed my eyes. We went out. He had to guide me to the car because once we got out into daylight, I could not hold them open at all. Uh, So he guided me there, guided me into the hospital, was seen by an amazing, like the staff there was absolutely incredible. I was seen by a doctor really quickly who was able to contact a specialist in town, um, specialist said over the phone to for me to take these drops every hour until I could see him. And I had an appointment with him at 11. Great. So Greg got me back to the hotel, got the drops, putting the drops in. He got me to the specialist. I still can't hold my eyes open at all. And the specialist told me that I had cornea abrasions on both eyes. So I had scratched both eyes. And the only thing we could think of that happened was that my eyes were so dry and I didn't notice. And I put my contacts in and the contacts were just scratching my eyes the entire time they were in. Uh, So he said... I had to keep my eyes closed and fully rest them for about 48 hours. Um, No light, keep them closed and apply this ointment drop stuff. It was really greasy, thick ointment every hour for two days and then sort of continue using it after that as needed. So I missed the wedding. The whole reason we were there was for this wedding. Missed the wedding. And for 48 hours, I was in a dark hotel room, virtually by myself, especially the first day because Greg was tied up with wedding stuff. Um, And uh, yeah, that's what I did. So I spent two days in the dark, unable to see. 
on the second day, I could start opening them a little bit and like opening them for a few seconds, but still everything was very blurry. Even with my glasses on, did not have vision, didn't really have my vision yet. On the third day, thankfully, I could open my eyes. I could see incredibly light sensitive, but I was able to actually go out and start doing stuff. Um, but I can't wear contacts for two months. So three weeks into that, not a big deal. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. Actually, interesting is not the word. It was really scary at first. And then I learned something. So that's what I really want to share with you. So if you've listened so far to this, probably not that interesting of a story of how I lost my sight, but here's, here's what I got from this experience. These were my takeaways. So first of all, I always thought the worst thing that could possibly happen to me was that I would lose my sight. You know, if anyone ever asks that question of like, if you, if you lost a sense, like what would the worst one be to lose? Like if you, you know, and I would always say, oh, my sight, like I could, I could lose my, I would lose my sense of taste before sight. I would lose smell before sight. Like don't take away my sight. I've always thought that that would be the worst possible scenario, the worst thing that could happen to me physically, like in terms of any sort of um, disability or losing the ability to do something would be my sight. I thought that was the worst case scenario. In fact, from the time that I was a child, I have had reoccurring nightmares of losing my sight. And the nightmare was always relatively the same theme. And it would be, I'd be walking outside and I wouldn't be able to open my eyes and I could feel how bright the sun was. And I would try to open them a sliver and all I would see is bright, bright sunlight and someone would be guiding me to the car. And then this is literally what happened with my husband. We were like, he was guiding me to the car and I wouldn't be able to open my eyes and see. And I would try to look a little bit just to sort of see where the sidewalk was. Um, And I could barely, barely open them a sliver just to look down and see where I was stepping. Um... Thankfully, my husband was a great, great navigator for me and made sure I stayed safe. But it was my, it was literally my worst nightmare come true. And before, before I got to the specialist, I really thought that I had just lost my vision and I didn't know why or how, but all the thoughts were going through my head. What if this is my new reality? What if I have just gone blind? Did I get an infection? How did this happen? I've just lost my sight. I can't see. It was an incredibly vulnerable position to be in to not be able to see anything. We'd be going through the hotel lobby to the car to go to the the appointment or go to the hospital. And I could tell we were running into people from the wedding and they would come and be like, oh, are you okay? How is she doing? Asking questions. And I had no idea who we were talking to. Um, So we'd walk away and I'd say, Greg, who who was that? And he'd go, oh, 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 that was this person from the wedding party. I was like, oh, okay. Very strange experience to be, and to know that there's strangers walking around you and, and that you're out in a parking lot and can't see anything. So the first thing I learned was that I was okay. So here's this thing that happened that I thought was the worst thing that could ever happen to me. And now it's happened and, and before I saw the specialist, I didn't know if I had permanently just lost my vision. I thought the worst thing I could ever think of happening happened. 
And I was okay. I was okay. I realized that if that was the scenario, I could be okay. I would learn and I would adapt. It really brought me to a new level of resilience that I didn't know I had. I also realized through this how incredibly ableist it was of me to think that losing my sight would be the worst thing in the world. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure it would be terrible. It would suck and I would have to relearn how to navigate through my life. I would still have a husband who loves me. I would still have a home to go to. I would still have family. I would still have support of my friends. I would be okay. I mean, it's not something that I want to happen. uh, But if it did happen, I know I could adapt and I would survive and I'd be okay. And I would create a new, a new life for myself. So I realized how ableist that was to think that that is the worst possible thing. And, and how much I've taken for granted the fact that I do have my vision. um, And it's not something I'll take for granted again. I absolutely will not take that for granted again. So what do you do when you're in a hotel room? And we had a hotel suite. So we had like the like the living room, kitchen area, bathroom, and then the bedroom. And what do you do when you're in a hotel room by yourself? You can't open your eyes. And um, and you can't, you're you're in the dark. So I couldn't have the TV on because even just that blinking light, even with my eyes closed, was too much. It it felt too stimulating. So I'm in the dark. Now I can't do anything on my phone, which normally, like when I'm bored, I'm going to play on my phone. Can't do that. I realized uh, very quickly how my phone is not set up for, for an event like that. So I called some friends. And... And how did I call them? Well, I, I used Siri and I did the, the, Hey Siri, call so-and-so. Now my phone is activated and wants to call someone. So I was able to call friends using just voice command, but I couldn't do anything else because my phone was locked and I couldn't unlock my phone with my eyes closed. And I couldn't unlock my phone with the passcode because I couldn't figure out where the buttons were keep my eyes closed. I tried. Believe me, I tried. Luckily, I didn't get locked out. I couldn't answer my phone when someone else would call me. I couldn't figure out where the answer, where where the button was. I couldn't, I, I couldn't answer. So, I mean, I did figure that part out a little bit later on in the day, but um, at first I couldn't figure that out. And uh, so that was interesting. And having conversations with people Like, luckily, I have some very amazing friends who are willing to entertain me for a while on the phone. But then I realized I have no food. I can't order room service because I can't see the phone or the number that I'm supposed to call for room service in the hotel. I can't read the menu. I have no idea what's there. So I called my husband, who was at the wedding, and I was like, I don't have any food. And he said, oh, right, 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 right. I'm going to, I'm going to call the hotel right now. I'm going to order you a meal. I'll send it to you. So we had food sent up. Now imagine the vulnerability of answering the door to collect this food and not being able to open my eyes and see. It was a very, the whole experience was very vulnerable. And I really had to trust the people around me that I would, 
be okay. And I'm luckily I have good people around me. Eating was a different experience. Um, I ate considerably less for those two days because food was not as appealing to me when I couldn't see what I was eating. Also, burgers are very messy when you can't see how you're holding it. Uh, Yeah, so it was an interesting experience with food being, you know, eating meals without being able to see it. The food wasn't as interesting. And so my appetite diminished because I could not see the food. And I realized how important our vision is, like how our appetite is so connected, at least mine is, to the visual presentation of the food. And without being able to see it, it wasn't nearly as exciting to eat something. So I learned that, that uh, food wasn't as enticing, I guess, without being able to see it. So I learned about, you know, a new layer of resilience. And then I learned about food and how different food was and how much support I had. That was the other thing I've learned at this point. What was very cool to me was how quickly I could figure out how to get around the hotel room. So as I mentioned, we were in a suite and, you know, how do you, how do you go to the bathroom when you can't open your eyes? Well, I very quickly figured out how to, you know, how to walk myself to the bathroom and how to do what I need to do there, how to find the hand soap, how to find the towels. And I did that very quickly. And here's what I thought was or at least this was interesting to me. So a few weeks prior to this, I'd been reading in a book, a book called the, um, oh my goodness, I should have brought the book out to have it in front of me to say this, but I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the show notes. I think it's called Incognito, The Secret Life of Brains, something to that effect. I'll put the correct name in the show notes. And in it, the author talks about how our brains see. It's not just our eyes. Our eyes take in data, but it's our brain that actually makes sense of it all and puts it together. So I've just been reading this and now I find myself unable to see in this hotel suite and I could navigate around pretty confidently because I knew where things were because I had previously seen it. And so I was able to even find a bottle of Advil that my husband had in his carry-on bag that was out in the living room area, because I knew it was there, I was able to go and find it because I had memory of where the bag was, I was able to easily find the bag, find the compartment that had the Advil, and take that for the pain. Um, Just one example, but I was able to get around really easily, I was able to unpack my meal that came in multiple containers, and figure out what everything was, and, and piece it all together. And, and I'm sharing all this because I don't know, it's just for me anyway, it was a really incredible experience, a way to experience how very quickly we start to adapt to our situation, no matter what it is, no matter what the stressor is, how adaptable and resilient our human neurology and our human bodies and how how we are, how we can operate. And so when I've been talking to people about this since it happened, they're like, oh my God, that must have been terrifying. That must have been awful. And yes, it was terrifying for the first little bit. And, and, you know, I am fully aware of the fact that this was only two days of my life. So I can't compare what I experienced to someone who has permanently lost their vision. What I can say is that for those first few hours when I, th- I didn't know and I thought I might be blind, 
that was, that was the scary part. But once I knew what was happening and I settled into it, it wasn't scary anymore. It was inconvenient. I was a little sad that I had to miss the wedding. Um, I felt, uh, I felt sorry for myself a little bit, but I got over that pretty quickly. And then it just became an interesting, just interesting. Now, I'm sure I would have felt very differently if the outcome was different. And if I had permanently lost my sight. But my whole, the biggest lesson I learned was that was the first one was that we are very, very resilient beings. And we can adapt so quickly to changes in our environment. And I think this is an important lesson. This was an important lesson for me, but I think it's also an important lesson for all of us in that we have stressors. We have, I mean, the world is a chaotic, ever-changing environment where we are constantly introduced to new stressors, new changes in our environment. And we are able to adapt adapt at an incredible rate of change. For me, that was a great lesson in resilience for me and in showing me just how quickly we can adapt and change to a new stressor in the environment. So I'm doing much better now, still wearing my glasses, having some fun with glasses, brought out some old ones I used to wear, dressed them up a little. I've been having some fun with it. Um, it's definitely, I know, not the worst thing in the world. I think I was foolish to ever think that it would be. I know that there are people on this planet who have experienced far, far greater uh, trauma and loss than that. But this was this was my little story, and it was a really powerful lesson in resilience and also uh, woke me up to my own unconscious bias and my own ableist views. So that's it for this episode. I'm very happy to be back and doing the show again. This is, I guess, technically like the seventh season, I guess, kind of. I don't even know. I've never put the show in seasons, but this feels like the start of a season. So I'm glad to be back. I hope you'll stick around for this year with me. I have some fun things planned, some exciting new experts to come on, some topics I want to explore. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please just share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.